This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Well, uh, which one would you like to start with, sir? Because we have two instances of teams playing the same teams the second time in a row. Which one do you want to start with? Oh, who knows? Let's just go. Why not? (laughs) Let's go Kings Thunder in Oklahoma City. Let's do it. All right. So last time around, it was the Kings winning this one 124 to 115. Tonight, it's the Kings laying two and a half on the road in Oklahoma City, where the total sits at 238 and a half. So last time around, the Kings were coming off that wild overtime win over the Clippers. And one would think maybe they would come out a little flat, Uh, you know, a game Mm -hmm. that was what, 176 to 175 and double overtime. But no, it was De'Aaron Fox that exploded for 33 points in that one uh, against this very Oklahoma City Thunder team. So do we see the same result happening yet again? Because I am leaning heavily on the Kings here. I just think they're the better team. You know what I'm going to do? This is where... I do think the Kings are the better team, but the Thunder are covering machines as we've talked about all season. But then again, so is Sacramento. So I don't really see an advantage there as far as trends go. Sacramento is definitely the better team. What I would do is I'm going to look at the over here. And we were talking about totals, and I don't normally like totals in the NBA, but the total set at 238 and a hook. And the Thunder are the third best over team this year in the league, third in pace of play. The Kings can light it up as well. You mentioned the talent that they have. I'm going to go over. Yeah, the X factor for Oklahoma City is SGA is out, and he is somebody that's averaging, I think, 30 points a game, one of the premier scorers in the NBA. So since he's been gone, it's not been a great stretch for Oklahoma City. Uh, They are losers of three straight up and have only covered in one of those games during that stretch is one-and-a-half-point dogs against Utah. They lost by one. Uh, so I'm going to lean on Sacramento here as well. I think De'Aaron Fox is probably going to carry the load yet again. Or not De'Aaron Fox. Uh, it's going to be Malik Monk probably stepping up mm-hmm. uh, in De'Aaron Fox's absence because he's out for this one too. And he's somebody who can really uh, light up the box score as well. So I don't know about the over, Jenks. That makes me a little nervous when two of the best scorers are out. Well, if it makes you feel better, I'm not going to bet it. But if I, if I had to bet this game... <laughs> You have to understand, we can handicap, I believe I counted 17 games. And when you're handicapping 17 games, and I'm talking about NBA and college, it is very difficult to spend the requisite amount of time every single game to do a deep dive into the numbers. So my lean would be over based on the trends, but I am not personally going to play this game. Yeah, I don't fault you on that because it is a big slate today. So you have plenty to choose from. So you do not have to pick a game 
that you really don't love. One more trend before we move on to the next one. Oklahoma City is the worst team when it comes to giving up rebounds. So they don't have props listed just yet. But last time around, DeMontis Sabonis had 15 rebounds going against mm -hmm. Oklahoma City. Like I said, they're giving up the most rebounds to opposing teams. So maybe a big night for DeMontis Sabonis when it comes to boards as well. Let's go to Dallas. Mavericks Pacers here. Dallas laying seven and a half. Total 236 and a half. Jenks, I hate laying seven and a half with Dallas ever. It seems like a team oh. that is never covering these big numbers at home. In fact, they're one of the worst covering teams in the entire NBA when playing at home. So are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, no way I'm laying seven and a half with the Mavs. What is wrong with this number? Seriously, when your own head coach is saying, we got to grow up. That's what Jason Kidd said about the Mavs after that loss to the Lakers where they held that big lead and the Lakers chipped away and came all the way back. Also, the Mavericks are the worst covering team in the NBA. I have no idea why this spread is so ridiculous, but the Mavs have no right to be laying seven and a half points. Hazers is the call. Yeah, you've got no right, Dallas, and please don't no make right. us look stupid. Uh, but seven and a half is a big number. Uh, and the Pacers, meanwhile, have quietly covered three straight. Dallas, on the other hand, like I said, one of the worst covering teams in the NBA at home, 10, 18, and three ATS this year. So that's too big of a number for me. I'll be on the Pacers as mm. well. Let's go Great. to Utah. The Jazz hosting the Spurs. Utah laying nine and a half points here. Total 236 and a half. Jenks, are you laying this big number? Ooh, I, yeah, I would. I think I would. I don't know if I'm going to play it. I did have this as one of my best bets, and I just took it out because now I'm starting to get chicken like I normally do. It opened at 10, went down a little bit, but here's the thing. The Spurs have quit. They've just absolutely quit. Like the Rockets, they've lost 16 straight, and during their last 27 road games, Chelsea, they're 7-20 and 20 against the number. Meanwhile, you look at Utah, 5-1 against the number in their last six games against teams with a losing record. Certainly, the Spurs qualify there. And during this losing streak for the Spurs, they lose by an average of almost 16 points per game. So, whew, it's hard for me not to look at Utah and want to lay the 9.5. Right. Um, I wouldn't go against you on that, uh, especially when Utah's playing at home. One of the best home court advantages, not because of the crowd, mm -hmm. because of the elevation. It is a difficult place to travel in and play at. Uh, for me, I feel like there is a plus money play on Walker Kessler, who plays for the Utah Jazz. The big man uh, coming out of Auburn, I believe he was drafted by Memphis, but he's been on an absolute tear lately. He's had at least 12 rebounds in three straight games. He's had double-digit rebounds in four of his last five. And going against San Antonio, who is uh, not matchup-wise, you know, one of the worst rebounding teams, but still, they're not a good rebounding team. Also, right. take a look at his blocks and steals. Last game against San Antonio, which uh, this is another case of two teams facing off the same time in a row, Walker Kessler had five blocks, a steal, and 12 rebounds. So he is filling up the box score there are plus money plays all across the board, whether it's for his blocks, it's two and a half at even money, uh, blocks and steals, you can do three and a half for plus 135, or even his rebounds, over 11 and a half at even money. So somebody who is young, somebody who I think the market has not caught up uh, quite yet, and it's a, a good matchup here against the Spurs team 
that doesn't bring a lot to the table. So Walker Kessler, look for him to have a big night in Utah. Let's go to Golden State, Portland in town, where Damian Lillard is fresh off his 71-point game and also a drug test. So maybe he's feeling a little woozy. I don't know, but the Blazers getting three and a half here. Total 236 and a half. Jinx, which way are you woozily leaning? Oh, I'm woozily leaning to the Warriors. I love the Warriors tonight. This is one of my best bets for tonight. Maybe my favorite play in the NBA. You're going to look at the Portland Trail Blazers. You're going to say, oh, Dame drops 71. Awesome. That was amazing. He did it against the Houston Rockets. The Blazers have covered only four of their last 11 games. The Warriors, 19-11-1 against the spread at home this season. Fourth best mark in the NBA. I understand Golden State won't have Steph Curry for this one, but the Blazers are shorthanded as well, right? Yusuf Nurkic continues to be out. I don't think Anthony Simons is going to play. Love the war. The Warriors are just a different team at home. I'm laying the three and a half. I think the number's too short. I wouldn't talk you off of it. Uh, I think for me, I'm looking at Damian Lillard, but not in his points prop, but in his rebounds. If you look at the Warriors, they're a team that shoots a ton of threes, and that's why guards are averaging the most rebounds per game of any team uh, when they face against the Warriors because there's a lot of long rebounds because it's a team that likes to shoot a ton of threes. Think about it. Teams that shoot threes, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, balls that go off the back of the rim, so it's a lot of long rebounds. The Blazers are like that, too. They shoot a ton of threes. So when you're looking at rebounding props, I think you target the guards in that regard. And looking at Damian Lillard, his rebounding props set at five and a half. Last time against Golden State, uh, he had eight rebounds, uh, I believe. No, he had ten. So if you look at Damian Lillard, he's hit this number in two of his last three. Uh, And also, like I said, two teams that shoot a ton of threes. I think there's going to be a lot of long rebounds. So I like Damian Lillard on his rebounding prop tonight uh, over five and a half. Jenks, do you think that I should be off of this play because he's coming off such a historic night and maybe he's not going to be hustling as much? Oh, he's just all they've got. So if they have any chance in this game, I mean, it's, it's Dame Dalla and no one else. And also, I like player prop Chelsea. This is something we saw last night where you were on – Lamelo Ball's player prop, he hit that one in the first quarter because he was red hot. No, I say you follow your heart. <laughs> follow your heart. Follow the handicapping that you've done here. But no, I maybe Dame's a little bit tired. I can imagine how exhausted you are after dropping 71, even though I, I know he's had a day off. But I, I do think that if you're going to make a player prop, he's the only guy you can trust, whether it's points, rebounds, whatever. Right, but rebounding, half the battle is hustling. So that's True. why I think I am a little on the fence on this one. Because can't you see Damian Lillard being like, well, somebody else can get the ball. Like, I scored 71 the other night. Somebody else needs to shoulder the load. But matchup-wise, I am saying that guards are the play when playing rebounding props uh, against the Warriors. So I do like it. I'm just on the fence about it because I'm not sure what we're going to get from Dame Dollar. I'm not sure if it's Dame time tonight. We'll see. Uh, Let's go to L.A. T-Wolves, Clippers. Clippers laying six and a half, total at 233. And a half. Jinx, is there a play you like here? I, you know what I would do? I would look at the under here. And now your sabotage factor is that the Clippers need to tighten it up, okay? They gave up 134 to Denver, 153 points to Sacramento in their last two games. So, guys, come on. What are you doing here? However, when you look at offensive talent, certainly the T-Wolves don't have the talent 
that the Nuggets do. You don't have the talent that the Kings do. And when you're looking at the Clippers on their home court, the under hits a little more than 70% of the time. So they are much better defensively when they're playing in L.A. I would go under 233 and a hook. I was reading something on Rudy Gobert. I think it was Bam mm-hmm. Adebayo who was like flat out saying that Rudy Gobert wasn't good. And I was shocked because he was the defensive player of the year. But he is a big hole in the lineup for Minnesota tonight. Uh, he's on the injury report, but it says he's probable. So maybe he plays. Uh, that w- I think he's a good player. I don't think he's terrible. Uh, like some other people in the NBA seem to think. This is a Minnesota team that I think is too hard to trust for me. There's no way I'm yeah. laying... Uh, you know, doing whatever with Minnesota. I know they're getting points here, but they are losers of three straight, both against the number and straight up. Uh, Meanwhile, the Clippers at home, I don't know. I hate this number. This is right out of the range where I feel comfortable laying the points with the Clippers. Uh, So it's a no play for me. Do you think it's a good thing for the game when other players talk trash about somebody else in the league? I kind of like it. I love it. The NBA is awesome at that. Also, Rudy Gobert, when you say, I don't think he's terrible, is not exactly the highest praise I've ever heard. He's, he's a not de- terrible. He was the defensive player of the year. He's a good like, defender. He's, be he's a great good. defender. I, I don't yes. disagree. He's a, he's a good defender. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.